0: Hello, and welcome to the Wedding Dish Podcast. Grab your fork and knife and take a seat at our table as we dish on all things wedding. You're going to hear stories and tips from today, a real couple, sometimes wedding professionals, about love, life, entrepreneurship, and so much more. Let's dish. I am, of course, Sarah Alipin, your hostess with the mostest and the CEO of Photos from the Hardy and District Bliss. And I have my little Snorosaurus sleeping in his spun- sunspot behind me right now. Um, and today my guest has a, a little co-host friend as well. So um, thank you so much for being here, June. I, I'm so thrilled to have you. I'm so thrilled we get to share about your wedding day, which, of course, I was really honored to be a part of. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Yay. Well, let's dish. So um, June, you got married when? September 15th,
1: 2018. Happy so we just anniversary. Yeah, we just celebrated our third anniversary. My wedding anniversary was yesterday. I know. I saw it on Facebook. <laughs> it's nine years. <laughs> That's crazy. I can't, I feel like that went by so fast.
0: It really did. It really did. Um, so, but we're not here to talk about me. We're here to talk about you. Um, so, tell me a little bit about um, you, of course, met your husband in Baltimore, dated long distance, um, ended up getting, he su- totally surprised the crap out of you. <laughs> For lack of a better way to say this, um, with your proposal, um, where he flew your your whole family into Spain to surprise you, which was just bananas and so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. but I want to talk about your your wedding day itself. So um, tell me how you chose your venue.
1: Sure. So we got married at, I guess you could technically say it's um, Gertrude's, but also the Baltimore Museum of Art. So my mom uh, was in senior development at the Baltimore Museum of Art for 20 years, and my da- dad is a contemporary sculptor. Um, and so I've been surrounded by art my whole life. And when I was thinking about a venue, I really wanted a one-stop shop. Like I didn't want to have to organize shuttles and figure out, okay, a ceremony spot, the reception spot, what are we doing after? Um, And what I really liked about Gertrude's is that you have access to the terrace and then also the BMA has a sculpture garden that you can use as well. Um, And so it just kind of fit. It fit what I was looking for. It kind of you know, fit what my family was about, um, because we really, you know, we have always have big art outdoor parties. We always like to be outside as much as possible. I mean, my parents joke that their porch is a second living room. They're out there from May through October. Um, and so it really, it was just perfect, a perfect setting for everything. That's amazing.
0: And your dad exhibited several times at the BMA, correct?
1: Yeah, he did. I think it was just one or two times they had, um, kind of community. It was like smaller scale. It wasn't like big, big expeditions, um, or exhibitions excuse me um I actually honestly can't remember when they were because I think it was a little when I was a little bit younger um but yeah I mean and my dad also by virtue of my mom working there um was very much involved in in the art scene and and the galas and openings and and communicating and working with like all the other artists being shown there um as well as the curators and stuff like that so yeah
0: (laughs) I love that um and uh so a little spoiler here um not only did i photograph june's wedding but also i june and i are sorority sisters and um i went through the art program at university of maryland where her dad is the um the head of the art department
1: oh yeah yeah he was yeah he was chair of the art department for 16 years while while we were there at school yeah
0: I used to throw him off his game a little bit, saying hi to him because he would be like, Who is this person?
1: I know. I know. It's so funny. And honestly, I had the same kind of weird stuff happen because a lot of I had a minor in art. And so a lot of my professors were old family friends. And like they would bring up like kind of personal like stories in class. And I'd be like, Oh my God. <laughs> like, Yes. Yep. I, yep. I've known you my whole life. Thank you. This is not embarrassing as a 19 year old at all. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love it. Um,
0: so let's talk a little bit about the, um, your actual wedding day. You got ready at your parents' house. Mm -hmm. Um, and then from there we headed over to, um, to the BMA slash Gertrudes. Um, yeah. Yeah. And um, you incorporated a lot of pieces into your wedding day that were culturally and and family heirlooms and or significant. Um, mm-hmm. So, your husband is grew up in Kenya, correct? Yes,
1: that's correct. Yep, he was born um, in Kenya, in Nairobi, Kenya, and he uh, was there until I think he was about seventeen when he came to the states uh, to finish high school and attend university. Um. And so his
0: family obviously lived there for many, many years. Yeah, and- yeah they,
1: are, they are still there. Um, his brother's in London are in the UK, but uh, his parents are still in Kenya and many of his aunts, uncles, and cousins are as well. I love that. And uh, you have traveled there, correct? Yes. Uh, I've been there, I think, four times now. Um, and we're actually getting ready to go. We're going to go for a month. We, we leave actually on October 10th um, and we'll be there until November 9th.
0: Oh my gosh, it'll be so good to see everybody.
1: Yeah, no, we're really looking forward to it. This will be the first time we've been able to stay for more than two weeks. And it'll just feel more like a, a stay instead of like a whirlwind of trying to see everybody and do all the things. Um, and of course, uh, our son Torek will get to spend a bunch of time with that side of the family.
0: I love that. He's going to have so much fun. Um so you incorporated several important pieces into your wedding day. Um mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about the significance of your hairpins. Um and I I also want to talk about the um boutonnieres and those kinds of things too. Yeah,
1: sure. So I really wanted because not a lot of Garrick's family and friends were going to be able to attend the wedding. Um and because Kenya is such a big part of who Garrick is, I wanted to try to incorporate as much as I could from Kenya. Um, so that my hair pieces and my, and the boutonnieres were all made by a local artist. Um, and they were all there, uh, Uh, what is it called? Um, Sustainably sourced um, feather pieces. And so instead of doing a big veil or anything, I I really wanted to uh, focus on the feathers because uh, several of my trips there, I saw her work and I have a few like really long, beautiful feather earrings. And I found out she did custom pieces. And so I thought it'd be really neat and unique instead of doing flower boutonnieres and a veil to incorporate these, these feather pieces. And so what's really cool about the boutonnieres is that they actually had a porcupine spine in them to kind of give them some structure. And then, and, um, the feathers, and then my my hairpins and my sister's hairpins were just these these beautiful you know feather masterpieces that Ambika was able to create. Um, and so yeah, it just it just kind of felt right and felt like me. Uh, Garrick actually and my parents jokingly say I kind of have a sporty boho style, and so it just felt like it it was the right fit for the wedding day.
0: Uh, I would I tend to agree. You do
1: have a sporty boho style. <laughs> very well put (laughs) right you I didn't even know that was like a thing that existed but you know apparently I'm it
0: (laughs) I love that so much it's so fitting and it also kind of fits at the last minute I don't know if you remember this but I remember this um conversation so you um you have these like beautiful bracelets that you Wear like all the time. Mm-hmm. And at the last minute, you were getting ready to leave your parents' house and you were like, Should I wear them? Should I not wear them? And you were trying to figure it out. And you asked Katie and me, and we were like, We think you should do whatever feels right in your heart. And you were like, I'm wearing them out the door.
1: <laughs> yeah. And actually, um, my mom, I- I've gifted similar bracelets to my mom and sister. And so they both wore theirs as well. Yeah. So that was really fun. So there. For the listeners, uh, they are uh, Maasai beaded uh, bracelets. And so they're kind of a round cylinder, uh, essentially bangle, but they're uh, seed beads, small, very colorful seed beads wrapped around kind of a tubing. And so then they create this kind of big, fun, colorful bangle. And I typically have three on that I wear all the time. And then I've gifted several to my, my sister and my mom. So they both wore those as kind of homage to to it as well and it looked fabulous together.
0: I mean, you wore this um this like beaded beautiful dress. That just couldn't have looked more stunning, especially with your tattoos and things. Like, she doesn't have a ton of tattoos. I'm not no, not implying no, she's but a but they sneak, just kind of peeked
1: out the back. Like a
0: little peek. It was, yeah, they peeked out
1: the back a little
0: bit. Yeah. Added, like, a nice little color. It really, like, tied everything together. It just was perfect. And it was so perfect for the setting in the sculpture garden. I was looking back at your pictures. Oh, my um, gosh.
1: I was, too. <laughs> we I look at that book often but like we definitely always look at it like on our anniversary or the week of our anniversary but it's downstairs in our living room and so with Torek kind of getting into bookshelves all the time often it will get brought down and so we'll look at at the pictures together um and he'll he'll you know obviously point to us and go mama dada Dad, um it's you know it's fun <laughs> cute <laughs>
0: I love that I can't wait to meet him one day I know.
1: (sighs) If we get to Baltimore and don't have like a whirlwind, I feel like every time we get to Baltimore, it's like for some family something, and we have no time to ourselves to like see anybody.
0: Isn't that how traveling goes these days? And especially once you like are married and have a family or just have a family or um, it's it just becomes like when you're away, when you go home, it's like all you do is see your family because there's yeah. so much going on in celebration yeah. of you being there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's no like downtime for us to do like our own thing and see our own friends. <laughs> yeah. I still
0: have the same experience when we go up to my parents' house in Havity Grace. Yeah. um well speaking of the beads oh yeah let's talk about the um i i want i want to hear a little bit about how um you received the collar we have pictures of this so you all will get to see it it's like one of the most stunning things i have ever seen um and um so briny your mother-in-law um gifted you a collar and it was sort of a combination of actual tradition and like cultural tradition and family tradition which I love because I love when people adapt into and make something that, that's personal but honor tradition um in culture too so um can you tell me a little bit about that
1: yeah Yeah. so um Bryony, as part of her outfit for the wedding wore this stunning Maasai bridal collar that she had been gifted uh, by her mother-in-law. And, you know, rewind a bit. I remember seeing this piece at one of my visits uh, to Kenya and just being stunned by it. It's just vibrant, beautiful. And so I remember um, when Garrick and I were preparing to get married and everything, I told him I wanted a bridal collar for my gift, you know, like my, my bride gift, just like, you know, how I, you know, you get the groom something and the groom gets the bride something. And I was like, I want a bridal collar. Like though it's just stunning. It's beautiful. It's meaningful. And you know, that didn't, that didn't happen, which is fine. I was like, okay, that's fine. Whatever. And, uh, Briny wore this beautiful collar, um, with a kind of a, a neat, pant kind of romper, you know, off the shoulder romper, but it like, it went well and it was like beautiful. And it was perfect. Yeah, it was perfect. And it was so her, it was, it was just so her style. And it was in the middle of the reception. We were, all, you know, all the first dances were done. Kick cutting was done. We we're just all kind of, you know, dancing with the band and she had the music stop and got on the mic. And I was like, what? Is happening like what is happening? And she basically gifted me the bridal collar and you know explained that, you know, she was gifted it by her mother-in-law and she didn't have any daughters to gift it to. And so she was presenting it to me and took it off and put it on me. And so then I wore it the rest of the night. And it was incredible. I mean, it was amazing. I was totally floored. I had no idea this was happening. I honestly don't even know if Garrick knew this was happening. Um, He may have, though. He's a sandbagger. He's good at keeping secrets. (laughs) R.E. the proposal. Um, And so... Uh, So, yeah, so then I got to wear it the rest of the evening and I had several friends come up to me and be like, you're lucky we're so close. I, you know, I'd kill for that. It's beautiful. (laughs) Um, And so, so that's kind of the family tradition part of it is that um, her mother-in-law gave it to her and then she wanted to pass it down, but didn't have any daughters. And so she was passing it down to me. Um, In traditional Maasai culture, uh, the mother does make the bridal collar for her daughter. And it's, you know, there's history and a story told around all the different rings and the strands and it's basically a map of of the village and it's you know it's all about kind of the animals and prosperity and it's actually really a really interesting um cultural piece. And typically, though, they only wear it on their wedding, and then they have other collars they wear for, you know, other ceremonies. Um, so I just thought it was really neat that um, it was kind of a bit of a combination of of both. Uh, because, uh, I guess, rewind even further, Bryony grew up in Kenya. She originally was growing up in Tanzania, and then her family moved to Kenya, I think, when she was 13. So while she is a British citizen, she is very much uh, part of Kenya. Uh, so I just, I, I thought it was really cool how, um, kind of those two came together. And so now I have it, you know, displayed uh, in our living room, hanging on like a black velvet bust. And I just look at it every day and I'm like, when can I wear it again? It's just, it's amazing.
0: It really is. It really is. Um, it's going to be a few years before Tori is old <laughs> enough to get married. <laughs> yep. And I'm going to have, Yep, you're gonna have to find something really cool to wear it I with. Know. We're gonna. I there's don't know, a standard. Like,
1: yeah, once once Scarek gets a position, I don't know if there's like fundraising events that are black tie or what, but like the next the next black tie event we get invited to, I'm wearing it. <laughs> I'm here for I don't, it. I don't care. I just I want to wear it. <laughs> I am so
0: here for it because that thing is stunning. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's stunning.
1: It's amazing.
0: And I it's feel special. like, yeah, it's definitely. I mean, there it there's so much tradition behind it, and there's so much love behind it. Um, love for you as someone coming into the family, you know, mm-hmm. essentially like saying, "Hey, you're my daughter now." Yeah, exactly. And I that's that's how your wedding felt. Too with his family, it was like. Well,
1: and I feel like too. It, it kind of started with the engagement ring too, because if you if you remember from our little uh, blurb, I think we did when we were doing the application for you guys to be our photographers. My engagement ring is a family heirloom from his great grandmother. The center stone is different, but the the setting and the diamonds on either side of the center stone, it's I think like over a hundred years old. Um, so it's I've always been very much into heirlooms and family tradition. And I think his family has been too. And it's kind of neat to, to see how that was able to come together for, for our wedding. Cause I, I wouldn't have wanted it any other way. I know. And it was just, it was so
0: perfect. It was such a thing after my own heart and just seeing how much people love you, like the way that you deserve to be loved and how much you love them the way that they deserve to be loved. It was really
1: special. I know. I wish I could really relive that night every year, like every year on our anniversary, I'm like, man, I wish we could have this party again. It was just so much fun. Oh my God. And the weather was perfect. Surprisingly. It- right. Because that was the hurricane weekend. We had people, we had people, I forget the name of the hurricane. Was it Irene? Oh my- I can't remember. I but forgot like, about this completely. Yeah. We had, we had about a dozen people have to cancel last minute because their airports were shut because they were coming from like South Carolina, North Carolina. Um, Of course, hysterically, my friends coming from Florida still came because Florida air, air um, uh, airline guy uh, co-pilots are like, Oh, hurricanes. No problem. We, we've hurricane season every year, but like everywhere else, like airports were closing. So we had about a dozen or so people have to cancel last minute. And then it turned out to be a beautiful day. (laughs) Like the weather was perfect. It wasn't too hot. It was sunny. Like it didn't get too cold at night. It was like perfect. Yeah. (laughs) And And then it cut our, our, um, it cut, uh, our people like our guests down, but it was, we ended up, I think, having maybe 120 people and it was the perfect it was the perfect size uh so it was yeah (laughs) yeah the dance
0: floor was hopping it was packed but it was like more than enough room to have all of the there were so many crazy dances going on like people were getting down
1: and they were taking
0: up like the space they wanted to on the dance floor which was amazing
1: Uh yeah yeah no, no shame. No shame. Everyone, you know, we taking advantage of the open bar and the live band, for sure.
0: And I know that was one of the things that you mentioned is, you know, that it was important to you that you wanted yes. that, like, party vibe, so that it's not skimping on the band, the Bachelor Boys, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. They were so good. Yeah. Um and then they were not- actually
1: the band for my sister's wedding as well. I don't think it was the exact same people, but my sister had the Bachelor Boys Band at her wedding, and I just remember how like they just read the crowd, and I just felt like they did a really good job. So I already knew, like, well before Garrick and I were engaged, that like whenever I was going to get married, I wanted the Bachelor Boys Band because um, I just I I feel like the caliber of musicians that they hire is just on point and what's cool too is they when you know when you're communicating with their like i don't know if it's a program director or what but when you're communicating with uh the band and they're like representative and they're kind of trying to piece together the band based on what you want out of the music they really do their their work they really do a good job because um one of the singers that we had who's also i think one of the guitar players as well looked at our list and we had a song, uh, that is very out of left field. Like Garrick has amazing eclectic taste in music. And that's why I wanted him to be in charge of it because I just, anything he puts on always has a good beat. I mean, it might be totally out of left field, but it's always like really good dance music. And so there's this band or this guy called Bambino. Um, and there's this song that we just love. It's just got a good, Beat to it, we always dance to it, and we figured they just put it on the iPad or the iPod for like one of their um, you know band breaks. But the guy, the the singer, had actually opened for this guy in concert before, so he so he learned Tuareg and sang the song live for us at our reception, and Garrick and I were like what, what is happening? Like, this is amazing. And I think some of our favorite dance pictures that you guys got were of us being like, yeah, like just into it because we never in our wildest dreams would have thought that the band would have played this song live and they did. And it was awesome. <laughs> so I can't say enough good things about bachelor boys band. <laughs> <laughs> it has nothing to do with Kenya and like all the cultural things I brought in, but like bachelor, Bo- bachelor boys band, amazing.
0: You were also wearing the collar for that song. Yes.
1: yes, I was, I was. Which
0: like made it even like more of a party because yeah. you've got this like amazing pop of color. You've got these strands that are going like Just halfway moving down everywhere. your shins. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. was
1: they they go halfway down your shins, right? Yeah, it, I think it's it definitely to my knees. I don't know if it goes all the way to my shins, but definitely to my knees. And you know, I'm five eight. I'm not short. <laughs> Um but yeah no it was it was awesome it was it was that was one of my favorite moments. another favorite moment was um surprisingly, uh so they played uh, what is the name of that song? it's um I would walk five hundred miles, you know that song Yes. So they, played, they played that live, and so we had you know a mixed group of people, you know a lot of Georg's friends are from Europe, and so that song surprisingly brought literally everyone to the dance floor and I mean, it was insane. There were like dance lines and then people jumping up and down. Like, I mean, it was one of the most active songs. And I, I honestly haven't really ever heard that song played at a wedding reception before, but we like it. And it was like it brought everyone to the dance floor. We were like, yes. And so we're all like jumping up and down when they're like, no, 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 It was amazing. Um, so that was another good dance moment. But yeah, sorry, to circle back, yeah, Garrick and I, we really wanted it to be a party. So the, the two things we really were not gonna skimp on was the band and the open bar. And I think it worked and it 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 showed our personalities. And fortunately our fam- family and friends are kind of you know, like feathers. And so it, it worked for our group and it was, it was great. And I distinctly remember Garrick in, I forget what, I think it was during the Bambino song. He was having so much fun. I remember him being like, I don't even care if everyone's having fun. I'm having so much fun. This is amazing <laughs> because he was nervous about being in charge of like the vibe of the music. And like, you know, as soon as, you know, this Bambino song was being played, he was like, this is amazing. I'm like, <laughs> I love this. I don't even care if anyone's having fun. I'm having the best time. It was hysterical. So, um, yeah, it was a party. It was a good time. I can't stop, like, laughing and smiling about this.
0: (laughs) I just love
1: it. I know. I did not realize I gave him such anxiety putting him in charge of the music. (laughs) I thought he would have liked it. I mean, he did. But, like, apparently it made him really nervous.
0: Well, I mean, of course, like anything with your wedding day, first of all, it's probably easier to put the nervousness off on something else, like worrying about guest experience. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Than worrying about like, you know, making it down the aisle without tripping or fixating on something <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. He is he is so
1: funny. I love that story so much. <laughs> It's hysterical. I love it too. Cause like, I really like until that day, I think it was like a week or two before the wedding, he was like really stressing. I'm like, what is the problem? He's like, I'm just really nervous. Like, I I don't know if people are going to like the music I like. And I'm like, Garrick, every time you put anything on, like we always dance, people are always commenting like, Oh, what band is this? Like, it's fine. And it was, it was, it was better than fine. It was amazing.
0: I did want to break out and start dancing with you all during, you know, it's a
1: little little busy, but <laughs> I know we got we we've got some active dancers kind of kicking out their feet and jumping around. You all had like
0: uncles doing like dropping to the floor. I mean,
1: it was insanity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we have a we have a eccentric family. <laughs> They They're, like to have a good time. Yeah. And and not afraid to have a no, good time. There no.
0: not a lot of like uncomfortable with dancing kind of Oh
1: yeah, and by the end of the night, so because of our of the venue, we couldn't do sparklers, we couldn't do confetti, we couldn't do a lot of things for the send-off because we were in a sculpture garden. And however, my mom, having you know worked in development there and having put on numerous fundraisers, knew what had always been a success and surprising success were noisemakers and glow-in-the-dark stuff. And so that stuff kind of was put out not a little bit before kind of the end of the reception. And so people got into it. People were wearing the glow in the dark sticks, like everywhere as earrings, necklaces, crowns. Like, I mean, so there. towards the end of the night, there are pictures. I mean, people had five, six, seven, eight of these, you know, glow in the dark things on, you know, through their earrings and like all kinds of like crazy configurations of these like glow in the dark, like necklace loop things. Um, and so like, I, yeah, I just, they, they let loose, like no shame, just, it was a good time.
0: And it made for amazing pictures. And the the great thing about the pictures of the dancing is you can really like feel the vibes still because people were so expressive, and and just, that you like, can having, see the motion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is like the best. I mean, so a lot of times I say, and I'm sure I said this to you all when you were talking about wedding photography, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of times I'll say, you know, after a certain point, you often see the same people on the dance floor. So if you're looking to like keep your budget, your wedding budget friendly um, for photography, like- you there may be a point where you want to cap that, and then if there's a reason you want us to stay, you know we can extend it from that point. Because you know if you obviously like you're essentially paying the photographer for the number of snaps. Um, like right. it, we call it hourly, but really it's like it's what goes into it on the backside, right? It's the editing and the culling, the right. number of photos. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. A lot of times, you know, you'll say, like, okay, we do the cake cutting, we get like 30, 45 minutes, an hour of dancing, and then head out. Um, but in your case, and I have, I honestly have no idea what your package was at this point, but um, either way, like, you knew your group and you knew that they were dancers. And I am so glad that you had that awareness because if we had missed some of that, it would have been really sad.
1: <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, and I think too, I think what we did because I didn't have a bridal party, it was just my sister. I think we cut time in the beginning and you also know that I'm anal retentive. And so I had a very detailed list for you for the photos so that we could just like get them done. Um, and so I think that's what we did. I don't think we, we augmented the package so much as the time and where, where you and Katie were. Um, but yeah, I mean, and fortunately, since I'm one of the last cousins to get married, I'd already been to a ton of family weddings, so like I knew the lay of the land as far as like how at least my side of the family, you know, quote unquote, behaved. Um, like it, for instance, the big family photo when you, you and Katie came over and were like, "Um, so your family already lined up? They already know that it's time for their like the big family photo." And I was like, "Yeah, we do it at every wedding, and I'm one of 19 cousins, so <laughs> like." They're good. They're ready.
0: I completely forgot about that. They lined up and then they came and got us. We yeah. like made sure the line was good and then we came and got you and just put you in. Yeah. So you barely missed any dancing to have – how many people were in that photo?
1: Um, I think it's like 35. I think – I actually was just looking at the picture and counted. I think it was like 35 or 40 people.
0: <laughs> it was insanity and they were so organized and so yeah, awesome. They're ready
1: to go like let's let's
0: do the family photo. that's one of the great things about having a big family and like having that like is has an awareness of those things where you know there's a designated person who then goes out which is something I always recommend for weddings who then goes out and like finds everybody, so it's not the responsibility of the people getting married um right. and the photographer, your planner, whoever doesn't know your your whole family like that you know they aren't yeah. gonna be able to like pick them out or know that they went to the bathroom or something. Right.
1: And so, and what was funny about that situation is that I didn't have any one person. They just all knew, like, this is what we do, you know, after, like, kind of before the cocktail hour, I think it was maybe it was before the cocktail hour or before the cocktail hour ended. I can't remember, but it was around there before, you know, everything really got started. And they're like, okay, we just know we line up and get ready and we do a big family picture and then, you know, disperse. (laughs) Um, But yeah, <laughs> it was am so no, I'm, I'm glad too. And I'm glad too because, you know, I wanted to make sure you guys stayed for the exit, the send off too, because I thought it would be really fun to capture too, again, with like all of the glow in the dark stuff, you know, at, at, I think it was like 11 o'clock at night or whatever, and to just kind of get that vibe as well. And it was, it was, you know, there's some great pictures and like my husband's like twirling around like a super long, um, uh, like glow in the dark thing, like I don't, a lasso. Like a I don't know. I mean, it's hysterical. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you could tell there were points where he like opened up more and more throughout the night that you could like see milestones of him like getting more excited and more excited and more excited yeah, and like to celebrate. Less, like
1: yeah. Well, cause I think actually what he told me is like, I don't think he actually had, he maybe had a single drink while getting ready, but like he was like, like really nervous about like messing up or I, I, so he, I mean, it's not like I was drinking either. Like we, I think we had a glass of champagne, but like typically, you know, you joke that like the, the groom is like getting, you know, a little bit hammered with his boys and like, and all that stuff. But again, we didn't have big bridal parties. And so I think once like everything, like the reception was there and he was like relaxing and, you know, getting into the night, he was like, all right, all right, this is fine. This is fine. This is amazing. (laughs) He was really into the cake cutting too. He thought he could handle a much larger bite than he could. I, I was like, Are you are you sure? Are you sure about that? He's like, Yeah. And then the picture you guys got is like clear. He's like in his face. He's like, Yep, this is way bigger than I thought. It's like so clear. I'm laughing at him and he's like, got his like cheeks all puffed out. I'm like, mm mm-hmm. Yeah, I told you that was gonna be a big one, but that's fine. It makes for a great picture. It's in our it's in our album. Like I love it. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Oh my
0: gosh. It was such a perfect day. I mean, even like, you know, you were talking about like the weather being perfect, but from my point of view, the lighting was perfect because it was a little overcast, but, um, it wasn't like, it didn't feel like it was threatening to rain. So, and the, like gray. Oh, the other thing, yeah. I just remembered this. It went out of my brain apparently, but you all incorporated yard games too.
1: Oh, yeah. So part of the awesome thing about Gertrude's being the venue is you have access to any and everything that they have throughout the year. And since they're a functioning restaurant throughout the year, we had the twinkle lights from their holiday um, window displays up. So it kind of created this curtain of like star twinkle lights between um, the windows, between the dance floor and where you could sit inside to eat. And then because they had just started a patio series, um we could use all of the oversized patio games, and so we had like Uno, Connect Four, a Jenga, and so those were all out in the sculpture garden um, for cocktail hour and beyond. Um So yeah, that's like honestly, that's another thing that I really loved is as far as like the one-stop shop is that you know, it's Gertrude's is a functioning restaurant, so I didn't have to do table linens, I didn't have to bring in chairs, I didn't have to you know do a lot, and and because they're a restaurant, I didn't have to worry about what catering could do and what they could bring in, and you know, it was just. I mean, I highly recommend finding a really nice restaurant as your reception site because it just, it takes so much off your plate as far as like juggling vendors and things. I mean, I, you know, I don't, I don't think we've talked about this yet, but like as far as table linens, like I still did bring in color um, from like Kenya, the Kenya Kanga, but as far as like table linens for like all of the tables people could sit down and eat and like cocktail hour and the napkins and all that stuff, I just didn't have to worry about finding a vendor and renting it and having them come in because it's a restaurant. They always have it. Um, so yeah, it was perfect.
0: Well, June, it was, it has been so much fun talking about your wedding. I love all of the family traditions you incorporated. I love all of the cultural traditions you incorporated. And I just love the way you two brought people together to really celebrate and have such an amazing time.
1: Oh, well, thank you for and- having me on. I love talking about it. <laughs> Apparently it's been three years and I still get jazzed up about it.
0: <laughs> and me too. <laughs> um, so where can people find you online? I know you're, you have a, a company that you're running Um. and where can people find you and stay up to date?
1: Yeah. So I'm on Instagram and Facebook um, under June Anderson. Um, and then I am with Beauty Counter. I've been with Beauty Counter actually as, almost as long as I've been married. Um, and so it's kind of my side hustle that I do in the pockets of time that I have when I'm not being a full-time parent to our son, Torek.
0: <laughs> and your Instagram, isn't it um, imperfectly natural me?
1: Yeah, so I have that one and my personal one, which is I think J. Rupert83. You can find me on either. I think recently I've been a lot more active on the JRupert83 one, uh, just because I have found with, you know, having our son and staying home with him full time, it's hard to juggle on multiple Instagram accounts, as I'm sure that you know, since you juggle like yes. three of them. <laughs> five and a half. Um, oh, five and a half. Oh my god. Oh my God, because I knew District Blue, Photos from the Hardy, and Wedding Dish. So I knew those three. Um, and then Sarah Without an H, which is oh, my personal yes. one. Of course, your personal one. Duh.
0: Clouseau, yeah, so, my Snorosaurus Rex.
1: Right. <laughs> Exactly. So yeah, so exactly. So I just, I think I'm transitioning more to the J. Rupert 83 one. Um, But yeah, that's where I post a lot of stuff about kind of my journey, as far as trying to lead a more clean and toxic free life, everything from, you know, products I use in the house, products I use on myself, um, and then just kind of general things that I'm doing um, and changing in my life.
0: Awesome! I love it. Um, and we'll link to that in the show notes. You can you'll also be able to find her proposal story and how she how they how Garrick and June met, which is also a hoot. Um, written from both of their perspectives. So I highly recommend you swing by and check out the show notes at the weddingdishpodcast.com And um, you can also apply to be a guest speaker there or come on to the show. You can submit questions. Um, all kinds of good stuff and you can find the transcripts from our episodes because we are committed to accessibility at the wedding dish um thank you all so much for tuning in today june thank you so much for being here with me on the wedding dish it is so much fun to, to chat with you and to catch up i miss you and i can't wait to see you again sometime soon and um everyone don't forget to yes, subscribe for oh, sorry now it's follow yeah course um everyone uh, follow rate and review the wedding dish podcast on your preferred podcast platform
1: and until next time cheers